Matthew chapter 4, verse number 1. Very familiar. Then was Jesus led up into the spirit into the wilderness to the temp tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was, he was afterward and hungry. And when the temper came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made to bread. Let us pray. Father, we just ask you, Lord, touch us tonight. Help us and encourage us. Give us that peace in our hearts, Lord, that we need in the time that we live in. And Father, we just praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Like I said, this text is very familiar with everyone in which the devil comes to try to tempt the Lord in, in, the, in the wilderness. Now, I want you to see what, what it is that was the spirit that led God, spirit of God that led the Lord to the wilderness uh, to be tempted of the devil tonight. Now, I know uh, what you're, tonight you're, you're getting into when, when you're saved. I don't know what you're thinking about when you start working for the Lord and, and serving God. When you start doing those things, but mark it down, and it's the truth, the closer you get to God, the closer you're going to get to the devil too. That's just a given. And the more you start to walk with God, the more the devil will poke his head up and try to hinder you in your heart, in your service with the Lord. In verse 1, it shows us that there was a spirit that led Jesus into this place. And understand in the place where the spirit that led the Lord Jesus to, there was somebody waiting for him to jump on him there. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, said, uh, For a great door effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Mark this down. If any time God opens a door for you to walk through and to minister to and live for God, the devil will be on the other side waiting for you to get there to hinder you in any way that he can tonight. If you think that God is going to open doors tonight and live and serve God and work for God and the devil is going to sit off the side and whittle his thumbs, you got another thing coming. Anytime God opens a door, a great door, there will be great adversaries that will be your enemies. There will be hindrances. The devil will be waiting for you on that other side, trying to discourage you, trying to oppress you, to get you to a place where you say it's pointless to continue. It's pointless in what I'm doing, and I'm going to quit tonight. In the life of every child of God, we find the temper will come. It's not an issue if he comes. It's a matter when he comes tonight. I, I like the, what the Bible said in the book of James, for, uh, James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy, not, not if. But count it all joy when you fall into, into diverse temptations. And it's not a matter of the devil is coming. It's a matter when the, he is coming and you better be ready. He said be, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion seeking to devour who he may. Paul said let us not sleep as others do but let us watch and be sober. 
We're children of the day. We're children of the light. And we should stand in the way knowing that we have a real enemy against us this evening. The temper will come by anybody's life. You're not acceptable. You're not immune. I don't care how spiritual you are. The devil will come by your, to try to discourage you, to try to get you to quit. The devil will come by your, your seed, so, uh, seed uh, doubts in your mind and deception in your mind. The devil will come by and try to get you to uh, sow sorrow and discord in your life. And the whole point is to get you to say, well, I quit tonight. I give up. I don't know where you're, you are at any of your life as a Christian walk. But I have no doubt in my mind there are people sitting here tonight that the devil, the tempter, has set up a pup tent in your backyard. And he's hammering you right now. Trying to discourage you, trying to get you oppressed, trying to get you to give up. And I'd like to give you a word of encouragement. I'd like to give you some few things out of the help out of Matthew 4 on how to combat the devil. How we can say and how we can recognize his plots, his tactics when he comes. We find the tempter's timing. Look at the timing. The devil has an impeccable timing. Watch when he comes to mess with the Lord Jesus, verse 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward, he was hungered. That, that's when, according to verse 3, the tempter comes. Do you notice the timing of the tempter? He waits until Jesus is alone, weary. Listen, the devil is no idiot tonight. If you think he is running around with a red suit on and a pitchfork uh, and some dummy, he's not. He is very smart. He knows exactly when to come to you. He knows exactly what to say to you. He's watching you. He's scoping you out. He's trying to figure out how easy it would be to get inside your mind because you left it open. He waits until you're alone. And he's weary. Ain't it something that one chapter prior to this, get this. <laughs> I read this and i like, it got to be, it got to be. We, we find Jesus being baptized in the Jordan by John the Baptist. What an awesome thing to witness. What an awesome place to be at an experience for that uh, there that day and see Jesus walk down to the muddy river of Jordan and be proclaimed. Uh, after that, John proclaimed that there, there's the Lamb of God which takes hold of sins away from the world. And Jesus walks down to the muddy river and be baptized, the Lamb of God. All those people standing there, standing on the shore 
And Jesus wades off in that muddy water. And when Jesus gets baptized, the, the dove comes down, lands on his servant. And then this voice says, this is my son, beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Uh, what a wonderful time that would have been there. What a wonderful event to see this happen. I see these people on the shoreline and all this is going on. They see what's happening. I imagine they were raising their hands, uh, shouting glory to God. We have been waiting for this to come. Uh, we have been waiting for this to happen. We have been waiting for the Messiah to get here. I'd say they were probably over there saying praise God, glory to God. I see the Lamb of God. I see the Son of God. But where's the devil? <laughs> Where, where's the devil at? Where's the devil at when uh, he's being baptized by John the Baptist, that evangelist? Where's, where's the devil at? Where's the devil at when all those people on the shoreline raising their hands, praising God, and giving God the glory? Where's the devil at? Where's the devil at when God speaks the authority comes rolling out of heaven? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Where is the devil at then? See, I'm not so much worried about the devil attacking you while you're in church. I'm not so much worried about the devil attacking you when you hear songs sung like we just heard. I'm not so much worried about the devil attacking you when you got people around you that praise God, lift God up, and pray for you. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about the devil coming here and attacking you. Don't get me wrong, the devil does go to the church. Don't get me wrong on that. But I'm not worried about the devil coming to your mind and trying to trip you up in church because he knows there's unity among the body of Christ. He knows there, there's power there. He knows there's authority there. But what he is doing is scoping you out. He's looking for, he's looking for a way in. He's looking for a way in. He waits till Jesus is weary and alone. I, I get to think about that. It said Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Here the devil's there waiting on him when he gets there. Have you ever seen anybody go without food for three or four days? They look like me. Face is sunk in. Eyes are sunk in. Look like you warmed over death, a skeleton walking around. You don't look pretty good. Now, Jesus has fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And the devil waits for those 40 days and 40 nights before he even comes to him. Why? Because he's, now he's at that point that he's saying, hey, I've got him. He's weary. He's by himself. He doesn't have the evangelist. He doesn't have the church. He doesn't have the people all around him. And he's been fasting for 40 days. He is weak. I got him now. The devil does the same thing with you. We might not fast for 40 days and 40 nights. But the devil does know a place and he'll get in your life and get a hold of you. He waits till you're all alone. You weary. The world has been dragging you down. You fought the world all day long, all week long. You've been coming against the devil every day and he's wearing you down little by little by little by little. And finally by the end of the week, you're ready to just throw in a towel because I'm by myself. Nobody's there with me. The devil come by and whisper in your mind. Told you so. God don't care about you. 
If God cared about you, he'd be right here with you now. When you're weary, when you're alone, the, the devil will attack you the most when you're, when you're by yourself. Listen, when you're by yourself, you get the th things that start coming in your mind and the devil's right there putting them in your mind one time after another. And you'll start believing what the devil will start telling you. It's when you're by yourself, when you're weary, broken down, and just have no way to go. That's when the devil says, I will come to you. And then he comes to him, he says, the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. If you fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, people could tell it by the way you look. You don't look the same. Listen to me. The devil does not fight fair. He, don't, he doesn't fight fair. It's nothing him to mess around with and he won't wait you weary, worn out, and all by yourself. And that's when he jumps in. It's not a fair fight. He's not going to fight you fair. I've been in some places in my life and I said, Lord, you know, it, 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 the devil ought to just back off right now because I'm in a spot that I just cannot deal with him now. I can't be with him now. But the devil says, you know what? That's when I want to get him. That's when I need to get a hold of him because he's vulnerable. He's weary. He's broken down. He's wore out. That's when the devil comes. He's not fighting a fair fight against you tonight. And he waits till you get to that point. You're ready to just throw in the towel. I'm finished. I'm done. I'm through. And the devil says, told you so. so. So we see the timing of the devil. We see the timing. Then we see the tactics of this devil. Now, let me just say this. He's had 6,000 years of watching man and know exactly what man is. Now, the same tactics he's used back in the Garden of Eden Lust of the flesh and pride of life and pride of life. It's the same ones. He, he's not, he doesn't have a new bag of tricks. It's the same one. His tactics are doubt and disobedience. Look at verse number three. And when the tempter came to him, notice the first word. If, if, it puts seeds of doubt. Watch what his question is. If thou be the Son of God, he's casting doubt in the fact that if you're really the Son of God or not. Listen to me, the devil knows he is the Son of God. The devil's not. He, he knows he's talking to the Son of God. As a matter of fact, if you look at chapter 3, verse 16, and Jesus, when he was baptized and went up straightway out of the water, and lo, out of the heavens were opened up unto him, he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and landing upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is, there's no doubt, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. You see what the devil does? He tries to come and put doubt in, the, in what God has already said. Listen to me. When God has said something, there, there is not an if and buts about it. God said it. You can take it to the bank. And the devil will come along your way, pull up right beside you, 
and say, are you sure that's what God said? Are you sure that's what God means? If God loved you, you'd be driving a BMW. <laughs> if God loves you, you you'll be having sufficient funds. If God loved you, you wouldn't be going through all the th mess and matters and stuff that you're going through right now. If God loved you, you wouldn't be having the health issues that you have. He, he loves to cast doubt into your mind what God has already said in his word. But thank God we have a sure word of prophecy. We have a book that we can grab a hold of. And I, I, can I tell you tonight what God told you in the light don't doubt it in the darkness look God gave uh, Jake Jesus the word in Matthew 3 17 and Jesus doubt didn't doubt in Matthew 4 3 tonight when God give you at your uh, Jordan meet you at your Jordan don't doubt your wilderness uh, when he tells you what's going on don't doubt it in the late time and if God said he's going to be there when you go down to the water don't doubt it when the pain comes when all the sickness comes don't doubt what God has already said the devil can lie and God is the truth don't doubt what God has told you when the temper comes his tactics are doubt do you notice what Jesus said? Jesus responded this way in Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, I love this. It is written. You don't know how to get rid of the devil, get him on the run. Give him, it is written. Give him an, it is written. The power is not in my word. The power is in the, his word tonight. He said, it is written, Deuteronomy 83, man shall not live by bread alone. But how do we live? How we're supposed to make it? By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I've got questions for you. How can you supposed to make it if you don't have every word of God? I love, a, I love an every word Bible. We talked about this morning, word studies. If you get in the Bible and start reading the Bible and you see a word, you ought to study that word out. First mention, what it means and where it goes through. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible. You start getting a hold of that, it'll blow your mind. It'll make you go, ooh, I didn't realize that. But that's what it, I, I love a Bible that has all the words. I, I know that people say the King James Bible has wrong places there, wrong eyes there, wrong this and that. There. They, they say the only thing good is the original manuscript. That's not going to be any good for me tonight. When I'm fighting the devil, I don't need some theologian word. The word is wrong. I don't need all that. I don't need his wrong translation. I need a book that every word is perfect, it is pure, it is powerful. I can take it to the bank and God will stand beside it tonight. I need an every word Bible. If you don't got one, then you need to find one. Find one that you ain't got no doubt that it's God. Because if you ain't got one, then you have no hope tonight. You cannot face the devil. You cannot go against the devil. Well, devil, this is the best I can come up with. 
I don't know if it's true or not, but I, this is the best I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming at the devil with the word of God, for it is written, and that's what I'm going to stand on. Jesus used it, and why don't we use it? It is written. He tries to plant that seed of doubt in what God has said to you. He tries disobedience in his tactics. Verse 5, then the devil said it, taketh him up to the holy city and set him in the, on a pinnacle in the temple of the temple. Now see, I told you the devil goes to church. <laughs> don't think that somebody sitting in the <laughs> don't think that somebody sitting in the pew is not the plan of the devil to draw you out and take you down. Devil puts him in church. Verse 6, it said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. Trying to get him disobedient. Now, the devil is quoting Bible. He's quoting it right. You better know enough Bible that when the devil starts using the word of God to you, it's the right place at the right time. Or using it at the wrong place at the wrong time. You can mark it down. Every time the devil uses the Bible, it's always going to be twisted and pulled out of context. He said, you can give the, his angels charge concerning thee, and in thy hands they shall bear thee up, unless any time thou cast thy foot against the stone. Then he takes him to the high mountain. said, all these things I will give to you. I'll give you all this if thou shalt fall down. And worship me. This is what he's doing. If the devil can't get you outright to rebel against God, he's going to get you to do something right at the wrong time. You get this. I want you to get this. He's going to try to get you to do something right at the wrong time. He said, come to me. Because both of the things he had just said, he tries to get Jesus to do. He will do. He will do those things. He's trying to get Jesus uh, to do it. It just wasn't time for Jesus. He puts the cross first and then the crown later. Be careful about doing what you could do when you shouldn't do it. It might be the right time, but it's not the right thing. So he gets this from Psalms 91. Psalms 91 and verse 11. He quotes verse 11 and quotes verse 12. And there is a reason for this. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all the ways. They shall bear thee up in the hands, lest thou dash thy foot against stone. Yep, that is what he said. That is right. That's out of the word of God. But read the text. Keep reading. Satan, this is the prophecy of Jesus. Thou shalt tread upon the lion. Verse 13. The roaring lion, sinking who they made a vow. He says, thou go tread upon them. And the adler, a serpent. The young lion and the, red, and the dragon shall thou be trampled under his feet. Do you see what he's doing? He even goes far to enough to let him know. 
You're going to whip me in the end. I understand that. I quote verse 11 and verse 12 to you. I, I told you that, but I don't want to tell you verse 13. You already know that you're going to whip me in the end. All the devil is doing is giving gloom and doom. He doesn't give him the blessings at the very end. Listen, the devil tries to take scriptures and say it's the over for you. It's curtains for you. But don't stop right there. Keep the story going. It ain't over yet. Don't stop reading. Because there is blessings. There is victory. As long as you can keep reading the word of God, there is victory. Amen. He tries to tempt him. He tries to get him to uh, be disobedient by quoting scripture. The tempter. His tactics. Disobedient. The tempter is tarnished. Verse 10 and 11. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written. As that for it is written again. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only thou serve. Then the devil leadeth him. And behold, angels came and ministered unto him. The devil's reputation gets tarnished. In the text, every, every man in history, the devil could barely break a sweat to get the man to fall. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, no sweat, nothing about it. Noah, getting drunk, no sweat, nothing about it. Abraham having a child with, called Ishmael, no sweat. It didn't take no sweat. And, and go on, Lot, Samuel, David. No sweat for him. No sweat for him. He can get them guy. He can get any man to just do up and do what he wants him to do. But he run, runs into the God man. He keeps working, keeps trying. He's working, he's trying. But at the very end, he hangs his head down and said, I'll be back another day. Now see, if he's telling Jesus, I'll be back another day, who are you? You may win a victory today, but he's going to come back tomorrow. The Bible said that he left him, and this is the blessing to me tonight. This is the blessing. Look at this blessing. I want to give you this hope. Do you realize that Jesus did not have to let this go on? Jesus could have stopped this at any time. The devil could have come up to him, and Jesus has fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And at any time, Jesus, being all man but being all God, could have said, Devil, not now. Not now. He, he said, I, I, I can call legions of angels come down and fight for me. He said, all I've got to do is speak the word and you're done. You're back to the dust. But he doesn't do it. He doesn't do that. Why does not God just take the devil and say, you know what? I'm through with you. Bye. Why doesn't, have anybody figured out why God did that? Why did Jesus go through that? Well, let me enlighten you on this. It hit me like, ooh. Jesus, all man, all God, could have done that. You and I could not have done that. I have no authority. I have no power. 
and Jesus is going to be my high priest. Jesus is going to be my, uh, uh, my, uh, my everything. Jesus is going to be my rock and shield. Then Jesus had to go through what I had to go through, and I had to see that he can make it, and he's going through. He had to go through all that to get to the place that he's my high priest. Because he knows I cannot do what he can do. But I said I can say he's beside me, he's with me, he's strengthened me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I, I can do that. So he wants you to realize, hey, I went through this though. So you know that you can face the devil and it's not in your power, not in your might, but what I can do through you if you just allow God to come into your life and clean your life up and let God move you on. It, it would have been right. I mean, it would have been real good if God Jesus said, bye, devil. But he didn't. Because he knows that we're nothing but man. And we cannot do that. We don't have the ability that God has. But what we have, can I tell you something? We got something that Jesus didn't even have. What? We got something that Jesus didn't have. Y'all figure that out? Jesus didn't have Jesus. We got Jesus. He's inside of us. Jesus didn't have Jesus. But let me tell you what, when the devil comes up against me, when I'm fighting that devil and he's coming at me, every tactic he can use, all I got to say, I've got a brother, I've got a father, I've got a kinsman, I've got somebody that's took you on and stood beside you and stood in front of you and you couldn't beat him. And if you can't beat him, you cannot beat me because he's on the inside of me. Hey, I, I could say Romans 8 and 1. There, now therefore there is no condemnation than which are in Christ, Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When he's come along and says, God will not provide for you. Philippians. My God shall provide all your needs according to his riches and his glory by Christ Jesus. When he comes by your side and tell you, hey, you messed up for the last time. God has washed his hand of you. He don't want nothing of you anymore. I just say, hey, 1 John 1.9. If I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm telling you that Jesus is on your side. I like what he said at the end of verse 11. He said the angels... Angels, more than one, ministered to him. God got more help than the devil's got to fight against him. And that's still the same today. God's got more help with you to fight against all the adversaries the devil can throw against you. I have that ace in the hole, and that's Jesus. He's on my side. He comes the faithful high priest. I don't have to fight him alone. I, I'm so glad of that. Because we had to stand before the devil tonight and fight him by ourselves. You'll lose your battle. And, and let me say this. I, I said that we don't have to fight him alone. Most of us choose to fight him alone. Most of us think that we have the ability to fight him 
alone. Let me just clear that misconception up in your mind. You don't. You can't. And you will never win. Because the devil knows your weakness and he knows how to get to you. He knows exactly what to say in your ear. He knows exactly what to bring in front of you. He knows you. And I'm going to tell you what. The devil knows every. I guarantee you the devil's got a book on every one of us. Your name's written all over it. And he says, I know exactly what they do. I know how they do it. I know where to go to do it. I know them. And I can put something right in front of them. And I'll pull them away. Never try to fight the devil by yourself. You'll never win. You'll lose every time. But when you say, hey, Satan, get behind me because I've got somebody inside of me stronger than you. Let him know who you belong to. I'm a child of God. I'm a a Christ follower. You can do what you want to, but I got Jesus on my side. And when Jesus is on my side, all of hell can come up against me and I still will win. Can I say hell is starting to rise up against the Christian people today? And I'm afraid there's going to be a lot of Christian people fall by the wayside because they really don't have the Spirit of God inside them. Why? Because churches ain't preaching that anymore. They ain't preaching you got to get saved. They ain't got to preach you got to get baptized the Holy Spirit. Ain't, they ain't preaching that no more. Just come as you are and be happy. Go tired and you're good to go. Well, I'm sorry. There's going to be a lot of people in hell. Slid off the pews in church right into hell. Be careful. Let the devil know who you belong to. Because if you don't let him know who, he's going, who you belong to, He'll show you he can control you. The tactics of the devil, they're there. there, And every one of us need to see them because every one of us, every one of us face him every day. He is not running and scared of you. He's not afraid of you. But he is afraid of the one that's inside of you. You need to make sure that you, you better make sure you're getting up in the morning singing and praising God. Going to work, singing the praises of God. Walking around the house, singing the praises of God. Let the devil know that God is with you. It ain't coming in, it's going to be an easy fight. You got a, you got a battle on your hands, buddy. And when he does come in and say, hey, remember back in the wilderness? He beat you there, he'll beat you here. He'll win here. Amen. He won there, he'll win here. He cannot overcome it. Be aware of the devil's tactics and when he comes and how he's going to get you. Because I'm afraid that some of us, he's attacking. And we're not, we're not putting up that fight like we should. We're saying, yeah, well, you're right. Get a hold of your Bible. And every word Bible. Get a hold of it. Read it. Study it. Apply it. To you. You, can't, you can't fight the devil if you don't even know the words of God. You've you got to know the word of God. Amen. You've got to know it. Amen. The devil is after you. You've got a crosshair on you from the devil's gun tonight. And he's trying to shoot you. He wants to bring you down. I, I've seen a lot of good preachers go down for a lot of th- different things. I mean a lot of different things. I don't counsel anybody with woman by themselves. I don't do that. Better preachers than me have gone down because of that. I'm telling you. You need to be, be careful where you're at. Be careful what you get into. Because whatever you get into, it can really mess you up. 